Welcome, everyone. So as you know, we're finishing out, well, it's Pledge Month. We're talking about abundance all month. We're trying to uh, really take a good look at the tools, the ideas that might make each one of us feel more abundant in our own lives. And it's not just about money. In fact, money might even be the minor part of it. It's really about bringing what we want into our lives. For some, it might be money, but for many of us, it's about love. It's about peace. It's about joy. It's about the gifts that are well beyond the tangible benefits that come from a a full pocketbook. So hopefully you've gotten lots of tools, uh, lots of techniques this month. And I'm going to close this month with one final tip, one final sort of law of prosperity. And it's simply called the law of gratitude. (laughs) There you have it. (laughs) So let's start off by just asking the question, though, what is gratitude? What is this thing that we call gratitude? The definition um, that I liked is it's an emotional and mental response to receiving something of value. An emotional and mental response to receiving something of value. And it was one of those definitions that had a little asterisk. So you look down at the bottom and it says, the value is determined by the receiver. Right? Because that kind of makes sense. It's not always that what you give someone will be received with gratitude because you have no idea sometimes you know, what, uh, what they're about. And so, so the idea of gratitude, too, is that you kind of know the people that you're giving it to. So you have a good idea that it will be received with gratitude. All right. So what is this thing then called the law of gratitude? It simply says that whatever we're grateful for will increase. So this isn't any big trick here. This isn't any um, kind of hidden meaning. It's simply that whatever we're grateful for will increase. And so given that, I have today's joke. (laughs) In a small town, there was a Catholic priest, a Jewish rabbi, and a religious science minister. One day, the priest went to get a haircut. And after the barber had cut his hair, the priest wanted to pay him. The barber said, oh, no, no, no. No, I cannot accept money from a man of God. So the next day, when the barber went in to work, he opened his shop and he saw a thank you note and a beautiful homemade loaf of bread waiting for him. Now that day, the rabbi came for a haircut, and again the barber said, oh no, I couldn't accept anything from you. So the next day, when the barber came in, there was the thank you note and a lovely bottle of wine. So that day, the religious science minister came for his haircut, and again, the, minister, the barber said, oh no, I really couldn't accept any money for this. And so the next day, when the barber went to open his shop, he found a thank you note and ten more religious science ministers. <laughs> we know how to receive our good. <laughs> and we're all on a list serve, so the word gets out fast. So what is this law of gratitude and how do we use it? First of all, if the idea is whatever we're grateful will grateful for will increase, it really does portray port, it really does go with everything. So when we're grateful for love, we'll have more loving relationships. When we're grateful for our bank accounts, there'll be a, a greater flow of uh, prosperity into our lives. If we're grateful for peace, we'll get to find those sweet, sweet moments when peace more easily flows to us. If we're grateful for our family, we'll be able to have more moments of, of friendship and love for our family. It really highlights that which we wish to see more of in the world. And when we put that outpouring of gratitude into it, it simply increases. 
One of the best examples of this in my own life came when I was a relatively young man. I was still in my 20s, had first started working for the telephone company, and uh, I took a chance. I had been kind of doing office work, and they decided that they were going to open up these things called phone center stores. Now think about this. This is back in the 80s. Today, of course, we're used to a phone store on every block, right, with the wireless phones and all the you know, stuff that goes with that. But back in the 80s, remember what a wireless phone looked like? You really needed three hands just to hold it and then a friend to dial it for you, right? And so what we were, when they first opened them up, this was like really a, a curiosity. We, we sold those giant mobile phones, but we, we uh, also sold just the ones you plugged into jacks and the first, some of the first cordless phones. And people weren't used to it all, the idea of a phone center store. And so what we discovered, really, our first week there was like 80, 90% of the people, here we'd opened up a retail store, they were coming in to pay their phone bills. <laughs> and so, you know, they had these high expectations for us for doing retail sales, and most of the people were coming in to pay their phone bill. And so I'm like, I mean, it was like killing me, right? We had actual quotas to meet for sales, and nearly every person, you know, hi, how, I'm Larry, how can I help you today? Well, I'd like to pay my phone bill. And it was this sort of crushing weight on me. It's like, I don't really have any customers here. And, you know, this was kind of me going out on a limb, trying a new job, and I'm thinking, this isn't going to last very long. But... In my mind, I had kind of a mentor. I knew a woman who'd been in telephone sales for 25 years. And so I called my friend Barbara, and I said, I'm dying here. you got to help me. What's the secret to being able to do retail sales? you got to help me. And she said, well, have you tried gratitude? And I said, like, grateful for what? I, I think I had, like, one customer <laughs> yesterday who really wanted to buy something. And she said, oh, no, 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 no. She says, be grateful for every single person that comes into that store. She said, if you think about it, I've been doing um, telephone sales now for 25 years. She said, my ratio of completing a sale on the telephone is something like 40 to 1. She says, I have to make 40 telephone calls and then one of them will buy something. She said, the only way I can maintain my sanity at all is to be grateful. Oh, good, there was number 32. Oh, thank heavens, there was number 38. Do you know what I mean? She said, I need to be grateful for even the ones that hang up on me because they're getting me to the 50th one. And, it, and if the statistics prove, you know, it's like, good, there was another one. Good, there was another one. Oh, good, there was another one. I'm getting closer to that one that's really going to buy something. And she said, you need to do that as well. And she suggested that instead of me just greeting people with how can I help you, to greet them with, I'm so glad you're here today. What can I do to help you? To start right out with gratitude. She says, they probably won't buy anything, but they'll think, what a sweet young man to invite me into this newfangled telephone store. And she said, they'll come back. Next time it'll be more than just, uh, uh, just paying their phone bill, or they'll pay their phone bill, and they'll look around a little bit. And she said, and, of course, you want to conclude by saying thank you, by, thank you for stopping by the telephone store. So, so thank them on coming, making the good choice to come in, and thank them on the way out. And I thought, this is great. I'll give this a try. So we tried this for about a week, and oh my gosh, it made a lot of difference to me. 
I mean, I wouldn't have said that sales increased dramatically that first week, but I felt so much better about it. It was like, this is okay. So what if you're number 32 today, you know? Uh, probably the next person is going to buy something. Trouble was, I had kind of an odd boss. So the boss wanders by and, and is like observing us, you know, probably his job's on the line about selling things. And he says, why are you thanking these people? And I went, what do you mean? And he said, well, you're thanking them, and all they did was come in to pay their phone bill. You're going to reinforce that all they should do is come in and pay their phone bill. And, of course, he was the boss, so it's like, whatever. So I call my friend Barbara again, and I said, I'm forbidden to say thank you to them. you got to help me. And she said something that has stuck with me the rest of my life, and that is she said, oh, well, I didn't necessarily mean that you had to say it out loud. And I said, Barbara, what do you mean? And she said, oh, well, you can say it with your eyes. You can say it with your, just the expression on your face. You can say it with just a, a, a little motion with the hand as they go out the door or as they come in the door. She said, Larry, you know this is for you, don't you? It's not for them. And that was the first time I really got, really got that being with people what is about gratitude, whether they're the 50th one, right, that's going to give you something you want, or whether it's the third one that's maybe had a rotten day and going through some stuff and is just there to vent. The gratitude is there for me. The gratitude is there because I know this is part of loving life in all of its many forms. And when I love it, when I love even the moment of awkwardness, well, well, a couple of things too, Barbara said, for one thing, when you're on client number 12 and client number 22 and client number 43 getting ready for that big sale, you get to practice being a nice person. <laughs> and she said, Lord knows we can all use that. So gratitude really move things along. And so Barbara and I, right there in the phone center store, she was very kind. She came down and observed on a day when the boss wasn't there. And we practiced saying thank you with our eyes. Now, sometime, if you have a chance, find a friend and see if you can say thank you with your eyes, thank you with a small gesture. And it really made all the difference. I've got to tell you that within three months, we were the top phone center store in sales in the Pacific Northwest from saying thank you, from gratitude. And Barbara's parting words on that day that she came to, uh, to be with us, uh, really just with me as kind of a mentor, she said, Larry, if you are grateful for your customers, you will always have customers to be grateful for. So this, without her ever saying the word God, without her ever saying there's a law of gratitude or a principle of gratitude, she really taught me something that has endured with me till this very day. That for which we are grateful, whether it's clients, whether it's customers, whether it's friends, whether it's, it's uh, loving relationships, whether it's peace, whether it's joy, whatever you are grateful for, you will get to see more of it. It will become larger. It will become more beautiful. It will become more comfortable. It will become more joyous. So gratitude is more just about, though, 
this setting yourself up for increase. And I, and I want to make sure we talk about this other part of it too. Because when we talk about it as one of those universal laws of God, sometimes it can get this feeling like I'm talking about a machine. You know, if you want more customers, here's the formula for, you know, you thank them. And that's perfectly true. And there's more to gratitude than just that. Did you know that gratitude is actually healthy? It's not just a nice thing to do. It's one of the things that in many psychological studies has shown will reverse feelings of depression, grief, worry, fear, anger, greed. All of these emotions cannot really exist when you're really feeling grateful for something that has happened in your life. And many psychologists recommend that if you're really blue, if you're running through a a rough patch, Have some kind of practice in your own life where you are grateful even for those things that seem like they're missing. So as an example, if you're if you're feeling kind of lonely and like the world is is not quite on your side, uh, the psychologist would say, be grateful for the areas in your life where you do see friends and family and where the world does appear to be on your side. And the more you can pour out even the simplest amount of gratitude in those areas of your life, even if it's just an interchange with you know, someone in the, the Fred Meyer parking lot or even if it's just speaking to someone over the phone, when we're grateful for that interchange, it sets up more and it lifts our spirits from that place, um, you know, that emotional stuck place of maybe pain or, um, or trouble. There was also um, this lovely article in the Wall Street Journal this last year that I just loved. It was entitled, How Grateful Are You? And it was actually like a little gratitude test you could take. But, uh, but the test was, you know, kind of nothing. What was interesting was the results of hundreds and hundreds of people who had taken the test. Adults who frequently feel grateful have more energy, more optimism, more social connections, and more happiness than those who, did not, those who do not, according to these studies. They're also less likely to be depressed, envious, greedy, or alcoholics. They earn more money, they sleep more soundly, they exercise more regularly, and have a greater resistance to viral infections. It was like a long survey that first you kind of rated how happy you are and, and how grateful you are and how often... You think about things you're grateful for and things like that. And then it was all a bunch of questions about what your life was like. So they were able to correlate how often your gratitude and the the depths of your feelings of gratitude to what you're like in the world. Now researchers are finding that gratitude brings similar benefits in children and adolescents. Kids who have taken the test and feel and act grateful tend to be less materialistic, get better grades, set higher goals, complain of fewer headaches and stomach aches, and feel more satisfied with their friends, families, and schools. And, uh, you know, they have the results of several more studies in here. They surveyed over a thousand high school students and found that the most grateful had more friends and even higher GPAs while the most materialistic had lower grades and higher levels of envy and less satisfaction with life. And there's several other studies in here that literally show that the degree to which we're grateful, that we have that kind of attitude of being grateful for what life is bringing, is actually a healing force that it's a stress reducer, that it um, allows for, for quicker recovery from diseases and even warding off opportune infections. One of the surveys showed that people who consistently have a gratitude practice in their list actually get fewer colds and flus in the winter season. 
This is just amazing information to me. So not only is gratitude a kind of a feel-good emotion in terms of, of giving back to your world, expressing your gratitude and expressing your love for it, but it actually heals you. It actually makes you happier, safer, sounder, and more at ease with your own world. All right, so you might be asking, well, okay then, why would anyone not be grateful? I mean, it's not like we wake up in the morning, I don't think, and consciously think, well, I'm not going to be grateful for anything today. Today is my day, and I'm just going to take, take, take. I mean, I don't think anyone has that attitude. <laughs> At least I haven't met anyone that has that attitude. So what stands in the way of this? You know, I think it's actually a couple things that are kind of simple. One of them is we just get so darn busy that we probably don't stop and think about all the blessings that are in our life. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes when life is going 85 miles an hour and, and you hardly even, uh, well, in fact, Donna Don Lynn and I were comparing notes earlier about her busy life. Do you mind if I share? And, and she, she said, you know, it's kind of funny. I, you know, I have this uh, beautiful husband and so, sometimes it's like, you know, passing in the night. <laughs> it's, it's like, hi, how are you? <laughs> how was your day? And I think that sometimes our lives just get so busy that it's difficult to really appreciate what we have because we're just busy. And then the other thing I think that stands in the way sometimes is taking things and people for granted. And you, have you ever been in a situation where maybe it's a job or maybe it's a, a friendship relationship and they've simply been your best friend for 25 years or they've simply, you know, it's been the job that you've had for years and years and years and you kind of don't even think about the paycheck when it comes. It's just kind of, well, yeah, of course I get paid. I've been here since, you know, since dirt was invented. Of course, of course I just get a paycheck. Or maybe that best friend that you've had since high school and you kind of don't even think about it. Well, of course they're going to be on there on the other end of the phone, right? What happens when you lose it? Suddenly, in dramatic relief, you realize that, you know, 25-year relationship is over or that job that you've had for so long now has to, you know, the mechanics of finding a new job comes up. And suddenly you realize, oh my gosh, I did not even appreciate what I had. Whether it's family, whether it's work, whether it's, it's loved ones, whether it's joy. Let this not be us. I want to end today with just a, a, a spot of homework. If everything I have said about gratitude is true, then let's make sure that we're ushering more gratitude into our lives. And I know just a couple really easy ways. One of them is simply a gratitude journal. And in fact, one of the studies that was mentioned in the Wall Street Journal, they had had people, they had three groups of people with, I don't know, two or three hundred people in a group. One group, every night before they went to bed, wrote down five things that happened that day that they were really grateful for. Another group wrote down five things that were really a hassle that day. And then the third group was a control group. And they were just said, write down the first five things that you think of that happened that day without you know, any, you know, any information about it. The group that had more gratitude in their life began improving their health. And the, the, the continued surveys, they followed up with them for a couple years doing this, pro, uh, uh, doing this process. And they were healthier. The people who wrote down the hassled things, their blood pressure actually went up. 
they actually had worse outcomes than the group. And then the control group was the control group. There really wasn't much change. So the first thing I'd like to suggest today is some kind of a gratitude journal. Um, just a, a notepad by the bed. When you, go to, when you go to sleep at night, just write the first five things that happened that day that you can think of that you're really grateful for. It might have been uh, just um, waking up safe and sound and warm and loved in your own bed. That might be the first one that you started with in the morning. It might be a lunch with a friend. It might be a a client interaction that went really well. It might be, well, you name it. Our lives are immensely full of things to be grateful for. So just write down the first five things that come to your mind that you are grateful for. And, and have that be what you go to bed with. So even your subconscious mind, while you're sleeping even, maybe is replaying some of those sweet things that happened to you during that day. And, and when you recall them, even put a little emotion into it. Think of what that interchange over the telephone that you're grateful for, even kind of feel it again, the, the, the sweetness of contacting that person or the success of finishing that business deal or, um, um, or the love with which you felt for, uh, for someone right in your own home or a pet or whatever. Next idea and this couldn't be simpler, it's throughout the day, just count your blessings. As, you're, as you go into the grocery store, just be grateful. I mean, look at this, all of this food in one place, how convenient. Do you know what I mean? I mean, if, you, if we went back a couple hundred years ago to go shopping for the week, you'd have to go to 12 different places. It's like how grateful I am for something like a supermarket where everything I need is like in one spot. This is hot. (laughs) So count your blessings. As you go out into the world, it's like the car got me here again this morning. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I mean, the things that we take for granted, let's count them among our blessings. Did you notice the electric lights are working in here still? (laughs) Let's count our blessings. The world is a sweet, sweet place that is showering abundance upon us in every moment. Let us simply acknowledge that, enjoy it, and express our gratitude. I'm going to close today. Uh, You know, we've been doing this this little affirmation that came out of Living the Science of Mind by Ernest Holmes, and I'd like to, to finish our month by reading this one more time. So I'll read a line, and then you repeat it back to me. Good and more good is mine. And ever-increasing good is mine. There is no limit to the good which is mine. Everywhere I go, I see this good. I feel it, I experience it. It crowds itself against me. It flows through me. It expresses itself in me. And it multiplies itself around me. Good and more good is mine. Let us pray. There is one power and one presence in this universe. It is that infinite variety and consciousness of God itself. God as all good. All the love, all the joy, all the peace, all the abundance, all the, the infinity of life is God. And because it is everywhere present, I know it's here for me and as me that my life um, is a 
simply an embodiment, if you will, a, a physical form of that abundance. And so my affairs are good in, in good order. There's lots of love and life and abundance and comfort and everything that I need is mine as part of God. And as it is true for me, I know it is true for each person in this room, that each person here has that infinite source of God at their disposal as they co-create through bringing into their own minds thoughts of that which they choose to experience, thoughts of, of love, thoughts of life, thoughts of fullness and expansiveness. I know that God responds. And on this day, I choose to be grateful for it. I know that each person in this room has a willingness to explore more gratitude in their life. And not only just because it causes more expansiveness, more love, more joy, more happiness, but also because it's healing, also because it is part of that reciprocal nature of being there for other people in gratitude, full of love, full of life. And so I am simply thankful, thankful for this idea of God as both giver and receiver, both that gracious servant as the law of gratitude, but also that participation that we bring to the world, full of life, full of goodness, showing up in our own place of gratitude. And so with a lot of love, I just release this prayer into the activity and action of the law itself. I let it be, and together we say, and so it is. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you.